Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. It's Charlene Anderson, your wholesale sourcing expert, here on a cold April 17th. We had six inches of snow yesterday. Uh, fortunately, most of it's melted, but it's still a bit chilly out. Um, I hope spring comes soon because I'm like so over this. But anyway, we have two guests on the show today who are going to talk about something I know nothing about, which is like a great learning experience for me. Um, we're going to talk about prep, prep centers, prepping at home, all sorts of stuff. So let me introduce my guests. Our first one um, is Jennifer Simmers. She is a longtime, like, original wholesale sourcing expert member, and she got her start in the online retail world with Poshmark and with retail arbitrage on Amazon. She's a full-time seller whose company deal, primarily deals in wholesale and private label products. And Matt Spitzbergen started selling on Amazon part-time in 2014, sending in mostly thrifted items, which is how Ron got started, too. Um, he's now full-time on Amazon, fo focusing mostly on online arbitrage and wholesale. So thank you guys for um, joining us. I have tons of questions, but first of all, I'd like to, to, to um, ask where you are in the whole prep thing. Um, so who does at-home prep, who does sending to prep centers, and how do you manage that? So Jen, do you want to start? Sure, sure. Thanks for having me on, Charlene. Um, I just recently changed my prep situation. I have three people that prep for me. Um, one is my 15-year-old son. I do pay him hourly. One is um, a local girl here, Nicole, and she does a lot of seasonal stuff for me. So it's really convenient because I can have pallets delivered directly to her home and I pay her by the piece. And the third is another local lady, Michelle. And she used to just prep by the piece stuff that I would have directly shipped to her house or things that she would pick up from my house and take to hers. And um, that oftentimes she would ship directly out. So a lot of times I don't even see the product, which is really convenient. And we, that was our situation until recently um, when Michelle needed to get a job. And she talked to me about it. And after thinking about it, I decided to take her on here. So in addition to doing the, the items that she was already prepping at home and paid for um, by piece, she's also now working here hourly, um, two to three, eight hours a day. So for the first time, since I started selling on Amazon, I am no longer prepping any of my own product. Well, that's like a dream come true, isn't it? <laughs> kind of is. It's, it's life-changing, I have to tell you. So do you have a separate work area, um, or is this like out of your living room, your basement? How, where does she work? Oh, I have a whole separate work area. So the um, area formerly known as our full finished basement is completely my Amazon area. So I have, um, and I've had this set up long before I brought in Michelle. So I have um, stations where it's my, my desk area, I have extra desk area where I have impulse sealers and every size bag you can imagine and pull out areas. I have a photography area. And then I have um, places where it's lots of shelving and storage because 
We have to filter in products now. We can't necessarily send everything to the warehouse. And I have, um, you know, my areas of shame also, which are pallets of goods that, you know, <laughs> maybe I um, shouldn't have purchased or I overbought and, um, you know, I'm dealing with those. So it's, uh, I have a lot of room in my home um, dedicated to this. Uh, in addition to what Michelle and Nicole dedicate um, in their homes to, and I also have manufacturers that prep for me a limited amount. It's mostly my private label stuff that will um, ship direct for me too. So I suppose that also counts as prep. So that's really nice having a dedicated space where it keeps the business out of the house, especially with an employee mm -hmm. coming in, that, that yes. it's contained. Yeah, that's really nice. Matt, how do you handle prep? Oh, hey, Charlene. Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's really great to be on here. And I'm excited that, uh, you, you know, you gave me the opportunity to come on and talk to everybody. Uh, if we have time, would you, would it be okay if I go kind of give a little background for a few minutes and kind of talk about please, how I got to where I'm do. at? Please do. Please do because oh, okay. that puts it all in perspective. Sure, sure. So uh, I, I, I live in Pensacola, Florida, and I have uh, I'm married. I've got a couple of teenage girls here at the house. And I, I'm a big podcast listener, so it's kind of surreal for me to be on here because I'm, I'm rarely on live with the chats. So I've only been on a handful, but I do listen to all the podcasts. And I really kind of got into the whole uh, process of selling online through, through podcasts. And one I'll throw out there is um, the uh, – the main one I listened to, which is a business podcast, was uh, Smart Passive Income. It's uh, Pat Flynn does that podcast. And he had an interview on there with a Amazon seller as one of his you know, interviews. And it was uh, Jessica LaRue with you know, the selling family. Uh, that's how I first found out you know, about selling on Amazon. And she had just like a free, you know, introductory, you know, sign up to kind of get the information about how to do it. And that is what I did. And, you know, basically, I was like, I can do this. I looked at the, the, the spreads, the document, whatever it was, and, and decided this was something simple I could, I could start doing. And what I did is I, I immediately started looking for podcasts. And one of the first podcasts that I found was thrifting for profit. So I started, I, I went back to the very beginning and that's what I did. I, there was like, I don't know how many years there was, three or four years, and I just started listening to the very first podcast all the way through um, of that podcast. So, and then of course, once I got into the, uh, um, the wholesale sourcing group, you know, I, I immediately started listening to all those podcasts. So, it's it's been uh, really cool to to uh, kind of get to this point, you know, to be able to come on and and talk to you guys uh, about what I'm what I'm doing. But uh, also, I will say it's kind of it's, it's lucky that I'm able to be on here right now because generally, uh, you know, I'm usually working during these hours. But I will tell you that we are uh, we thought we'd be closing on a house. The original date we're building a house, and we we're supposed to close on the fifteenth. And then it got pushed to the 19th, and now it's pushed another week. So 
it worked out to where I wasn't sure I was going to be able to be on here. But um, luckily, you know, I'm here and I made it. So uh, I and will your talk house about looks fabulous. I must say, it looks fabulous. Oh. I've been watching all your your uh, posts and the updates and all of that. It's congratulations on it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's been a year uh, process. Um, we we wrote the deposit check. I want to say uh, it was April of, of last year, and that's it's it is a it's you know it's not a um, track home. You know, it's I guess I, I guess you called a custom home, but um, they it's taken this long, so we're we're obviously anxious uh, to get in there and. It's kind of a funny story because this goes back to where I started with um, the prepping. So, you know, what, what happened is back in, I'd say, 2000, the, right at the end of uh, 2017, uh, you know, we've been in the house we're in now for since 2001. And the, uh, it, you know, it's a decent-sized house, but my wife and I basically share an office. And she is a huge crafter. Um, I mean, if, if you saw the amount of stuff, she has more crafting stuff than, than I do Amazon stuff, that's for sure. Uh, and I can't get, a, get away from it. And so we share this office, and what was happening is her stuff was kind of overflowing onto my side, and my stuff was overflowing onto her side. And uh, it got worse and worse, especially around Q4. As you can imagine, so I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I came home one day and I had the entire, you know, normally, you know, UPS and FedEx will drop off boxes, you know, at the front door or whatever. So I came home sometime in October, November, and the entire um, front of my garage and, and probably half of driveway was all full of boxes. You couldn't hardly get to the front door, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, my wife um, constantly is, is complaining about, you know, we need a bigger house, we need a bigger house. And uh, and I said, no, we don't, no, we don't, no, we don't. Um, well, you can see what, what happened there. Yeah. Uh, I kind of lost it. <laughs> Get I kinda, one. <laughs> I kind of, I, I lost that battle. Um, but, you know, I did, I did determine at that point, this was, uh, you know, back at the end of, I guess, 16. Um, or 17, but I was like, we gotta, I gotta have a better way of doing this. Uh, my, uh, what happened is my, my brother, this is probably around December of 2000, let's see, 17. And my brother was over, you know, as they, they live in town, my, my, my brother and his wife and kids, um, they were over for a family function, probably Christmas or something. And there's, there's stuff everywhere, you know, boxes and, I'm very unorganized, um, but just me, you know, I'm trying to spend, I would spend half my day processing or prepping the stuff that came in, opening boxes, you know, listing, you know, putting stuff in, you know, get the whole shipping process would take me hours. And it was, uh, I was complaining <laughs> to my brother. I'm like, look, I got to find somebody to do this. I can't keep doing this. I'm not, you know. Uh, my wife wants a bigger house. Yeah, we have no room in here. There's stuff everywhere. And, and he goes, you know what? My wife um, might be interested in uh, helping. And I was like, oh, you know, that would be awesome. Uh, she, she is a stay-at-home mom. Uh, this is my brother, uh, my sister-in-law, my brother's wife. So um, 
what ended up happening is she he talked to her you know we had a phone call a couple conversations and she said yeah i think i'd be interested and that is now she is my my prep center my she is the one that does does all of my prep and it's worked out great because what happens is i uh, everything gets shipped to her house so i don't see any of it I ship everything to her house. She receives it. She unboxes it. She does the whole process. She she you know enters it in. Um, she reboxes it out. She does the shipping plans. She ships it out. Of course, we do the the FedEx UPS pickup. Um, you know, I had to teach her all this stuff, of course. And she you know this was a process. She came over maybe two two times. Uh, to learn the process at my house, and then I think I went over to her house maybe once, and it has been the biggest game changer for me because now, you know, where I would spend the first three or four hours of the day just prepping and, and shipping, I can now spend that whole time uh, doing doing my you know research and ordering. And so that is now what I'm doing. So all of 2017, she has done this for me. And now we're, you know, three months, three months into 2000. No, no, all of 2018, she did that. And then we're three months into 2019. So uh, it has been, you know, I may be lucky. I guess I consider myself lucky because she loves it. And she's far more organized than, than I ever was. And so she took it up and she's just run with it. That's fantastic. And the fact that she's in the same town makes it easy if you have to go over and check any issues or anything too, you know. That's Yeah. Very, we do about so, uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Well I was gonna say we we do about once a week, uh at a at a minimum, I go you know, I go by the house and she will, you know, give me stuff that you know there was issues with say it's you know she can't she couldn't list it for some reason or it's you know co- coming up as uh is no longer profitable or whatever it might be and then i'll have stuff um i still have returns for the most part come to my house and then i will mm-hmm. sort through those returns and then i will give her stuff that can either be sent back in so you know, she'll, she does that as well. So I'll give her stuff and then she'll give me stuff. So it does work out. It's nice that we're in the same town. We wouldn't have to be, you know, um, literally, I mean, she could be anywhere, you know, but it is much more convenient for her being local. So I'm going to ask both of you and Matt, you can start since we're on that. And then Jen jump in. How did you go about training your preppers? Did you have written stuff? Did you have a video? Did you show them and they took notes? Because that was one of the major questions that was asked. Right, and and that's that's a that's a big one. Uh, what I did is I I had no no process. I mean, no you know nothing written, no documentation. I'm I'm the worst. Like I said, I'm unor- I'm not organized. So. Uh, the last thing I was going to do is take time to go through and, and create a, a document. But I knew, you know, if I was going to train, you know, and have somebody do this, I knew I had to have something. So I went in and I started creating something, and it was, you know, okay. But it was, you know, it wasn't complete, but it was at least a start. And so I had a, I want to say a, a word, a, a document of some type, and then written out. And then, 
when she she you know like I said I, I mentioned earlier she came over and did like a three or four hour like training session with me and both basically what ended up happening is she kind of created her own so she took what I had and added a whole lot to it and it's like okay this is what I do you know and so she kind of went through and kind of helped me with that by creating uh, you know her own thing but I could have you know I could have spent more time on it but it worked out because she was um, you know very she's like I said much more organized than I am and she kind of took that and kind of created her own her own uh, process so I want to say at the most uh, you know she came over like twice I want to say I think it was at, at the most and kind of went to it she goes I, I think I have it and I'm like are you sure <laughs> because I'm like this is a huge deal I mean it's so much stuff involved you know with it I mean that, we take it for granted I guess we do it so much and you know I, I was paranoid you know about about releasing that uh, but it's it's been it's worked out really well I I, I want to say maybe one or two you know issues but we can kind of talk about that as we go but uh, okay. really she that was it I mean I've got I did create a document it was pr pretty you know pretty minimal you know just something that to get her started and then she kind of went through and kind of finished you know creating it a little more robust and I don't even know how to access that now I mean she's got that somewhere okay and Jen how did you go about training your people so I would say I was definitely on the other end of the spectrum. Um, I really like things done a certain way. I like them done correctly. Um, and I had very specific ideas about how I wanted things prepped. I have a wide variety of products. So, you know, some things you might just put a label on, but some things you are bubble wrapping this way or that way. Um, I have a binder that I give each of my prep people and whenever they receive a new item they get a sheet that goes in their binder like those um, clear um, those clear th uh, sleeves that you can flip sheets into and that's going to include yeah, the, sheet protector uh, the barcode yeah. yeah yeah the barcode with the FN SKU label um, what prep is required what do I want this shrink wrapped do I want this bubble do I want this and that so I'm very very specific I will say that, you know, as, as things go along, I'm, I, my directions are less and less specific because I know that they generally know how to do this item or they generally know how to do this item. So I just make sure that here's a photograph of the item. This is exactly the tag that belongs to the item. So items don't get mistagged and we go from there. Um, the one thing that I would say is and I learned this the hard way because I have had prep people that didn't work out, that you need to be really, really specific, at least um, in my personal experience. There are things that are intuitive to me, having prepped for years, that aren't necessarily intuitive to someone else. Uh, something as simple as when you bubble wrap an item, bring the corners together in that diamond shape. Uh -huh. And that gives you full even coverage of the item as opposed to the person might set it there and kind of roll it up and then just scrunch in the sides. Well, that gives you a lot of bubble on the ends and minimal coverage in the middle. And I think there are things like that that 
seem like you're being a little overbearing, but if you start from the very beginning and clearly put out those instructions, you're going to have things done right the first time. So I'm definitely the other end of the spectrum. I, I'm listening to Matt and I'm like, oh gosh, maybe I'm a little overbearing, but, um, but I, I don't think so. I think I, it's just very clear and it's good to have specific instructions. So that would be my recommendation. Now, did you take videos of you doing this or do you have pictures or how do you relay the information to them? So pictures. And I mean, I do, I have trained people live here just kind of walking through this is what you need to do. I don't just kind of send people off with products for, for the first time. But um, pictures are good. Uh, I don't have, now Matt has uh, his person trained to do some more higher level tasks, like deciding if items are profitable or not anymore. But I believe, Matt, you're still doing, you're doing online arbitrage. So those prices can fluctuate a lot more than they might for um, wholesale items, although wholesale can fluctuate too. But um, I don't have Michelle making decisions or choices like that. She's just prepping what I give her. And when things go out in case packs, she's sending those out in case packs. So. Mm -hmm. So you have a whole notebook then that you have for your preppers with, with your expectations and, and processes laid out? Correct. So I have now each of my preppers are in possession of their own binder, which gets added to whenever new products come their way. Um, and in addition, I keep all of that information on file for myself so that I have like, they're kind of like my SOPs a little bit if you will, like just my prep instructions. So I know that if, you know, I, my prepper situation changes, I'm going to have that information to pass on to somebody else. So, you, you know, you could actually sell that manual, you know, as a starting point for people. And I'm not joking here because there is one guy who does it, but he wants like $8,000 for it. And I'm not kidding. Oh, my goodness. Well, it has all my I mean, specific I products in it, so it would, it's ah, not a general. Okay. Yeah, it's very no. it's specific but down to the product. So. There's an idea there for those general things. I'd be in line to buy it because I have put off writing it down for I don't know how long, you know? <laughs> it may be another income stream. Could be, could be. So... Um, you, does, do you both want to give us a ballpark about um, what criteria you look for? I mean, Matt was really lucky and had his sister-in-law. You know, that, that's, he knows her, so that's one thing. But, Jen, when you're looking for people, what criteria do you look for when you're interviewing them? So, first and foremost, I'm looking for somebody that wants to make a little bit of extra money. And I basically interview by giving them a test run. So I will give them a case of products and say, with their instructions, a quick walkthrough on how to do that product, and I will say, go ahead and get these done and get them back to me. And when they say when, I'll say whenever you can. And I do that on purpose because this is what happens. Someone, I, and I love her dearly, but you know, my, um, my husband's cousin got a case of products back to me four weeks later, and I thought, and then oh. she was like, do you have anything more for me? And I said, no, I'm good, but thanks so much. That was awesome. So I don't send anything that is something I have to worry about. 
And then if it works from there, one of the things that I do do is I have the Amazon conversation. And uh, I haven't gone so far as to have someone sign a non-compete, but I have that conversation. And I say Amazon is a very competitive marketplace. Um, if this is something that you think you want to do for yourself, I encourage you at this point to please go do that. Please go sell on Amazon for yourself. I will support you in any way that I can. I will be here to answer questions. But I ask that once you start prepping for me and you have inside knowledge of my business, for you to go and then sell on Amazon, it's a conflict of interest. So I actually have that conversation. I think that's smart to lay it down before they even get started. You know, otherwise expectations can be very different. And I don't want to hold anyone back, so I, I, I want to make sure to say, listen, this is something anybody can do. I will help you learn how to do it. I will be your help desk. But what I don't want to do is show you all of my sources and have you go and steal my business. I don't say it that way, but essentially, but, but yeah, you know, it, you know, that you're you're opening yourself up to to someone when uh, when they're seeing all the products that are coming in. Although, to be realistic, um, at, at, at this point, I don't think that, you know, you need a certain purchasing power to get to order in, in bulk and get the same margins and the same prices. So maybe I'm worried for nothing. But uh, I tend to be on the little bit of a paran the paranoid side when it comes to that. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I think it's smart to set those expectations um, right away. Um, and it's interesting what what expectations other people might have. So I think it's very clear to set it up. So can you guys um, tell me how you pay your people? Matt, how do you pay your prepper? Is it by the piece, by the hour, or how do you do that? Okay, yeah, I'll be glad to. Uh, listening to Jennifer talk, man, I tell you, it's like uh, I feel totally um, – unprepared for uh, <laughs> um, I, I guess I am really lucky with with who I got to, to do this of course I don't have any binders or anything like that but uh, I can definitely see where that that kind of level of, of preparation and, and detail is would definitely be very helpful and useful and if you especially if you have somebody you know that you don't know or don't trust as well uh, you know you definitely don't want you know, getting bad marks on your on your account for you know for stuff that's not being done right. So I do appreciate that information for sure. Uh, but yeah, for for me, you know, I I pay my person by the piece. So uh, she and I'll I'll be glad to tell you how much I'm doing. It's I'm paying fifty cents an item uh, for her to prep, and that's strictly how I do it. There's no other. Uh, that doesn't matter what the item is, uh, the profit level on it, whether it has to be um, two, you know, two piece, a multi pack. Whether I don't really do bundling, but I do multi packs, and I I pretty much try to avoid any kind of glass items for the most part. So I don't really. Um, I did have one um, one or, one item that I ordered that was that I thought would come boxed and it didn't, it just came loose. And so she had bubble wrap every one of those things. Uh, but I generally stay away from stuff that has to be bubble wrapped, but yeah, 50 cents an item. Um, and it's worked out really well. 
uh, and so far, you know, she has not asked for a raise. <laughs> so in a year, year and a half or so. <laughs> About how many items do you ship in in an average week? Okay. Well, and since we're on the pay subject, so let's talk about that. So uh, here's how I do that. Here's how I handle my complete pay process. So uh, she does. Uh, we we do have this is one one organization thing that we have, and I do have a spreadsheet. And so on that spreadsheet is basically every item uh, that I order that is going to get you know that she should be expecting to receive. Uh, down, and we'll have the ASIN on there so that she can find that, the quantity, uh, the price. Uh, it has all that information. And uh, when she basically went uh, at the end of, you know, the, the every two weeks is how I do my pay. So, and I pay her when, when Amazon pays me. So I'll get paid like that, you know, Thursday, Friday. She gets paid on Monday. And I do a PayPal transfer, and it's that simple. So I just actually paid her. I was a little behind, so I just paid her. And if I pull up, she actually – this is something else she did. So she put on my spreadsheet – this is a, a tab for, uh, for the uh, paint, you know, for, for the items for payment. Mm -hmm. And so what it – basically what it is is it's a uh, – it's three columns. First column is a date. Second column, number of units shipped. Third column is total to be paid. And then at the end of that two-week period, there's a sub, basically a, a subtotal where it totals up the units and the amount. And then we do a on that line we do a date paid and the total. Uh, so the last one. Now, I've, I've kind of ramped it up over the last couple of weeks here because I got a little behind. But this um, this last one was uh, 1,322 items. Uh, the one before that was 1,427 items. So if you do the math on that, it's, you know, um, at the end of March, you got a $700 payout. Uh, on April 12th, she got a, or today, she got a 661. So was that $1,300 a month that she is you know, getting working from home. Now it's not always that amount. Uh, you know, sometimes it's 500, sometimes it's a little less, but I will tell you for Q4, um, she ended up doing a, uh, let's see, he did uh, on 12-7, 1,769 items. And then from 12-10 to 12-21, it was, 1,999 items. So she did almost 2,000 items in those two weeks. Uh, that was a big, a big payout there. So is she considered you pay her as an independent contractor or as an employee? Absolutely, an independent contractor. Okay. I do not, I do not, okay. uh, do not want to do an employee. And I did actually, you know, in January or February, I guess whatever it was, I sent her a, a 1099. And uh -huh. it was just that simple, and it was it was done. So it was very easy to do, and I don't have to deal with any kind of employee type uh, uh, regulations. So she works when she wants to work, and she there's really no oversight on that. Um, she she kind of run, runs her own schedule from her own uh, from her house when she wants to work. And I mean, if she wasn't getting the items in, 
you know, obviously we'd have to have a discussion. But, you know, she 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 can't let the stuff pile up, you know, because they're going to take over her house. You know, and I would, right. it was amazing because I, I would walk in her house, you know, and I wouldn't see anything. I'd be like, where's, you know, and she have stuff stacked away or put in closets or whatever. You walk in my <laughs> house, you could barely walk in, you know, because there's a, sorry about that, uh, phone ringing, but you'd walk in, uh, you'd walk into my house and, you know, there's boxes everywhere, bubble wrap, you know, there's, uh, you know, the pillows and uh, air pillows and just stuff everywhere, so. Um, so I love you know, the irony. She's managed you, it. you got you. I love the irony that your wife got the bigger house, and now you don't have all the stuff in it to prep. So that kind of is awesome. <laughs> I know. Well, right. So I literally I have nothing <laughs> for for doing you know supplies at my house. I mean, I, I don't have any. You know, she does. Um, she has all the the. Uh, you know, she has the packing tape. You know, she has, you know, the boxes. I order boxes, uh, you know, direct to her house. I order packing tape that goes to her house. I order um, the, you know, the plastic and just everything um, that, you know, that she needs. I, I order direct off of Amazon and, you know, have it sent to her house so she has everything there. Uh, and I did just recently set her up with a, um, with the zebra printer, you know, so now mm-hmm. she's doing you know, the, the labels that way. Uh, I, I never even had the zebra printer at my house, so I got her set up. I was trying to get her as efficient as possible. Yeah, so uh, it seems to be working. So, Jen, how do you handle the whole payment situation with your prep, preppers? Yeah, yeah. Matt, it sounds like you have a great system going on there. And uh, if I portrayed myself as overly organized um it's it's all it's all a farce (laughs) Um, (laughs) i I do try but trust me it's a it's a work in progress and i certainly don't have a prep sheet for every item i carry that would uh that would be a uh a large binder (laughs) but um as far as how i as far as how i pay them i actually also pay 50 cents an item for um anything that's prepped outside the home and so i actually do a lot of prep that involves bubble wrap um uh, i guess you would call it bundling or or you know sets um so some of it's simple some of it's not um the really fast stuff that slap a label on it i usually have her do that when she is here and when she's here she's being paid hourly so i pay her 10 bucks an hour when she's here um up until this point, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say because I just think people are always curious about this type of thing, but also I am not someone you should get tax advice from. You should talk to somebody who is much much more qualified than me. But I will tell you how I do it. Um, so up to this point, I have paid everyone as an independent contractor, and um, I have had them invoice me through their own businesses. So. Both Michelle and Nicole have um, have their own businesses, their own business names, and DBAs, and you know they, that's what they have like sole proprietor businesses that they literally give me invoices um, for, and I pay those invoices by check. So that's how we have that set up. With the newer situation now, where 
um, Michelle is working here hourly on a regular basis. I think I need to have a conversation with my um, accountant about this, um, and we're going to go from there. Because I am an S-Corp, so I'm an employee of my own business. So I do have to pay unemployment on myself, but because I'm an employee of my own business, I am exempt from um, workers' comp insurance. So I would no longer be if I took her on as an employee, and there would be some other expenses involved. But we might be crossing that line with her coming here hourly, so that's a conversation that I'm going to need to have moving forward. Um, and for I, I totally agree with the the you have to consult your own tax professional and your own legal advice on yeah. this. We're just giving general information about how we proceed with things. Yeah, I don't yeah, don't come to me for don't don't take this as advice or anything like that. I just I know that I'm always curious uh, about how other people are doing it to kind of, you know, give give me an idea of of where I should be. So, um but that was one of the things I did. You know, you hear people talking about S Corp all the time with the Amazon business and it was one of the best things I did was sit down with an accountant and say can you run the numbers if I stay a sole proprietor? And can you run the numbers if I stay an S-Corp? And let's see how they shake out. And I got to tell you, it was a pretty, pretty big difference. So, um, so it's always good to, to sit down and talk to your accountants, for sure. Um, for the amount of product that um, I'm going through here, I, uh, I wish I could be in a situation where I wasn't receiving product at my house, but realistically, that is too much to ask of Nicole and Michelle. So they already take in a good bit of product, and um, I just don't think that, that's a, that that is something that they would be able to do. So I do, I do move through quite, quite a bit of product. So the one thing I will say, and I know um, I have this in common with you, Charlene, that uh, you know, sometimes you just enjoy prepping. Um, I've I heard know you say that, sick, isn't it? <laughs> I do like I, it. There's some, there's some sort of like satisfaction in it, and I always, I, I always used to, you know, sit in front of the television and binge watch Netflix and prep the easy prep stuff that I would just kind of move through it and prep, and it felt like I was just, you know, enjoying television or it was free time. But I have to say, now that I'm not working evenings and weekends anymore. I'm not prepping in front of the television anymore because I'm not doing any of my prep. I know that will change in Q4, but for the moment, I'm not doing any of my prep. It, it's kind of life-changing, and I don't think I realized how much of my quote-unquote free time was actually working on my business. And I think that, I think it's really, really tough as entrepreneurs and especially um, type A personalities to give up things, to give it to somebody else to do, to pay somebody to do something that you can do for yourself. Um, it has been a struggle for me. I know, um, and Ellie has, has always been the one, she always pushes me and says, oh, you need to pay someone else to do this, pay someone else to do your taxes, pay someone to keep your books, pay someone to prep for you. And I go kicking and screaming every time. And every time I sit on the other side and say, wow, this is the best thing that ever happened. 
So um, I, if anybody's I, I do plan- agree. I do agree with you that I think I think the prepping is fun and all that, but it is really it eats time. I listen to podcasts doing it. You know, same kind of thing as the Netflix binge. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I and I'm maybe justifying this to myself, but a lot of my products, my profit is like three bucks on them. So I'm thinking taking out that 50 cents, that's a big chunk of it to have somebody prep it. And the second issue I have is probably three quarters of my items don't have barcodes and they aren't labeled. So you've got to know what they are. And it just seems like such a long mm-hmm. slog to train somebody. But that's, I know I'm making excuses to myself. I do. But those are legitimate reasons, and those are reasons that have kept me from doing it for, for such a long time. I'm not sure if, um, you know, if Michelle hadn't reached a point where she said, well, I, I need to go get a job, you know, and uh-huh. it, it was really her saying, I need to get a job, and me thinking, you know, let's, let's give this a go. And I don't, I don't think I could ever go back. Um, did either of you ever use a prep service before you took the prep in-house? I have not. Matt, did um, you? I have not either. No, I, I haven't. Uh, but I was at that point, I was going to have to find, I, was, I would have tried one if I had not found uh, my sister-in-law to do it for me. But, you know, I, I've, lo- I've looked around. I mean, the, you know, I talked to one at a conference uh, last year, and they were, I want to say they were about double. Um, I think they were starting at a dollar an item. And then that was for, you know, for if it required nothing, you know, and then if you mm-hmm. needed poly bags or any other stuff, it was, it was, it was higher. So, you know, I think, you know, it's funny that we, it ended up, we're both paying, you know, around the same thing. Um, yeah. That's, and it, that shows that yeah, the market is on that. Right. And, and I got that number you know, from somebody else who is doing what I'm doing, who, who is paying somebody to prep. And they say, well, this is what I do, you know? So I was like, okay, that's what I'll, t-. you know, and, and it's, it's worked out. I mean, there's plenty, you know, I think if she was getting 10 items a week, you know, she probably would be like, no, I, you know, this isn't worth it, <laughs> you know, but, you know, she's doing enough volume. I think it's, uh, you know, well worth it. Uh, so, but yeah. we need to get, Ron we need to get Charlene yeah. over to, What's that? You know, I'm thinking that, that there are some products that maybe I will I will try to find someone here locally that can do it. Um, but what I was going to say is Ron uses a prep service, um, partially because it is actually cheaper for him to have the product shipped to, because he does this by the pallet, product shipped to the prep service and have them done there and shipped on than to make this big swing into Wyoming and then back to the West Coast because that's where they tend to right. go. So he buys his products from yeah. Washington State. They go to the prep in Oregon, and then most of the time they go to um, a warehouse in, in uh, Moreno Valley in Southern California. So it actually is cheaper for him to pay the prep service than pay the extra in the shipping. So that has worked out really, really well. Um, and he only had one so pallet for himself when he learned, when he learned, oh, this is not worth it. So, but he, he has products that like, I think it's like 96 on a pallet. So they're not oversized. They're just under, but they need to be polybagged just because 
I don't send anything into Amazon that isn't, but it ends up being cheaper. So you need to look at that too. It may be that there's a way to do prep that make it, where it costs less than doing it yourself, which is pretty genius, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, and if he can save on shipping to getting that to Amazon, you have to look at the big picture numbers. Um, but one, one thing I wanted to say, too, about, you know, the difference in pricing between prep centers and between finding somebody locally, you know, prep centers, the reality is, is they have overhead. You know, they have a facility, they have right. employees, they have electric, they have all of these things. When you're finding somebody locally, you know, e even if they're bubble wrapping some, something, say it takes them a long two minutes to bubble wrap something, put it in a bag, and label it, they're still making $30 an hour sitting on their couch at home. So it's a pretty yep. good deal. Yeah, it is. And I think the, I think the prep center um, rise of prep centers, especially in no-sales tax states, had to do with retail and online arbitrage products, where that was a huge advantage to send them to a state that didn't have sales tax. Mm, yeah, yeah. Although I think I did that because I wrong. That's two minutes each. That'd be fifteen dollars an hour. That's still pretty good. That's still pretty good for a home-based, you know, worker where she doesn't have to get get out of sweats and all that kind of stuff. So I have another question. Um, this one was from Shelley. Do you provide any tools and equipment they need? And she was saying like staplers, hole punches, all that. Or is that on them? Matt, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I I I tried to provide everything. Um, I even now I didn't do I didn't go as far as staplers and hole punches, but uh, you know I I brought over I didn't want her you know putting out any money, so uh, I brought I even brought over I brought over a laser printer to start with, which I don't think she ever hooked up, uh, but I brought over my Dymo. I brought over you know the um, yeah. You know, I was I was bringing paper over. Uh, I was bringing, you know, anything. You know, tape. Um, I, I gave her a tape gun. I gave you know boxes. All of that's provided by me. And okay. you know, now it's gotten it. You know, to where it's. Uh, you know, I've got her set up pretty much to where, um, you know, she didn't really have to do much. I mean, she she orders. Uh, I want to say labels. You know, for uh, through the UPS and stuff like that, but. I mean, I, I have like the tape. I go through uh, a six six roll of tape or six pack of the rolls of tape. I, I figured out it's about once a month, so I've got that on auto order from Amazon. It just shows up at her house. I order poly bags. It feels like once a week. I'm always shipping shipping poly bags to her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, just I, know. Not, I mean, it's, it is so much. Yeah. So, but no, I don't. Uh, she, she does not provide anything. If she needed a stapler, okay. I'd give her a stapler. Okay. You know, but okay. she, yeah, you know, she had That's it. That's how I would yeah. feel too. It shouldn't be. It's not incumbent on her to provide the materials for her job. You know. Um, yeah. Jen, um, do you? Well, you have one at home that's totally set up. But your outside people, they do you provide everything for them? Yes. So um, the the exact same as Matt. Um, I just it's kind of a one time. Here's your. Here's your impulse dealer. Here's your tape gun. Here's your, you know, just all of the basics. And then as they're prepping, provided with, you know, more tape, poly bags, um, and all of the, uh, the 
stuff that you run out of. So same as Matt. And and um, I know we know how Matt found his prepper, um, but did you advertise for yours or was it word of mouth, Jen, that how you found them? It was word of mouth. It was word of mouth. Okay. I would advertise at this point. Um, I was really uncomfortable with that idea when I first wanted to bring somebody on to prep. Uh, and I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because I didn't quite know what I was doing yet. So it's hard to train somebody else to. I mean, I knew what I was doing as far as prepping, but I didn't know what I was doing as far as bringing somebody else on. Like it was all new to me and I wouldn't have felt comfortable advertising and hiring, but now I would. Um, I just I just don't have to. It's it's kind of nice once you start that and you get that word of mouth, then it's always like, oh, well, so-and-so would love to do some too, or so-and-so would love to do mm-hmm, some too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have a few queued up now and a couple that I might use during the holidays. So we'll see. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Um, how many chances, Jen, do you give someone to get it right before you move on? Like, they make a lots of mistakes. How many? If we're talking about, like, for instance, the, the, the one lady, my husband's cousin, very, very sweet, whom I gave the product to and she brought it back, um, you know, four weeks later and asked me if I had any more. That, it was a one-chance sort of thing. I knew she was busy. That's entirely fine. But that's not really what I was looking for. I was looking for somebody who wanted the extra cash and wanted it, like, the next day or two. So, and it really wasn't so much that she couldn't have gotten it back that quickly. So as far as that's concerned, you got one chance. As far as getting things right, when somebody preps something incorrectly, it's my fault. It's not their fault. I'm the one giving them instructions on how to do things. And if I haven't been specific enough, that's on me. That's not on them. So I'm, I'm constantly trying to correct my own mistakes when it comes to that. God, you are awesome to work for. Man, bosses need to listen to that, you know. Seriously, they do. Because there's so many times that I've heard where, well, they never told, trained me how to do that, and, they, and I got it wrong, so what do they expect, you know? But it's true. I mean, Matt, you know, somebody who works for you isn't a mind reader. Yeah, Matt, have you well, had any yeah. issues that you've had to work with? Yeah, I mean, at, at the beginning, you know, there was a couple, uh, I want to say there was, there might have been an item that um, got got tagged wrong. Um, I want to say there was two or three, and I don't remember it because it was earlier. It's been, over, it's probably been over a, a year since I've had an issue. So sometime, you know, in the first few months and, you know, where I forget what it was, but I, I got, um I got negative feedback because the customer is like, well, I, I was expecting this and I got this, you know, one of those types of things. And so I was like, oh, and I started looking and I was like, oh, yeah. So, but my my first thought is, okay, what do I need to do to, to fix this so it doesn't happen again? It, it wasn't, oh, I've got to go find somebody else who knows what they're doing, you know. So, you know, we fixed that. And like I said, it's been probably a year now since we've had, anything like that happen uh and you know we put things in place to make sure so like I said I, I do have a spreadsheet that you know has that item name has the date the store it's ordered from has the the asin the quantity so it's pretty hard you know to to get that to get that wrong um 
although occasionally, you know, the, the item might be a little different, you know, the picture of the item might be different. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and when I when I started, you know, I I was actually commingling, and the problem is, is that you know what's on the barcode may not be what what's the ASIN that I wanted, you know, because there's four there might be four listings for that for that item, and the barcode pulled up the wrong thing. So, we mm-hmm. uh, we had to, I had to switch I had to switch over to you know everything uh, labeled, you know, no no commingling, and so. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's unfortunate. It slows everything down. Everything has to have a tag, everything, you know, but it's, you know, there's no issues now. So it's, that's the way to, the way you kind of have to handle that. Um, I know on, on your end, Charlene, I mean, the the biggest challenge I think for you would be, like you said, with the, with the different, let's just say needles or whatever, you know, if you've got, yeah. you know, three different, three different ones, different sizes, different widths, different whatever, you know, for somebody to have that go, okay, this is this, and put the proper, you know, pro- proper label on it, that would be probably your biggest challenge, you know, but I think if you, if you were able to get some of that, you know, somebody doing that for you, I think you'd, you'd it'd make a huge difference for you because you, you could spend all that time sourcing, you know. I, I totally agree with you. I do agree. Um, and it, it's just me dragging my feet because I could – you know, everything can be a system can be developed for everything, and I could develop something that would help somebody. You know, I I really do know that. So I, I'm in this case, I'm the only one to blame. I'm the roadblock in the in the the whole work. You know, and you do you find that you don't want to. I find prepping relaxing, so I don't want to give that part of it up. But then there's parts that are really stressful when the boxes are heavy and all that. That's like no fun, you know. And and I do really, really make a concerted effort to keep the business out of all parts of the house except the office and then when the boxes are going out in the foyer, you know, before I put them on the porch. But that's a stretch, too, to try to keep it all done. Gee, many Christmas, you know. Um, it, it is kind of stressful. So I have um, – um, one other question, and that has to do with SKU numbers. Um, Matt, how many different SKUs do you have that she has to keep track of? Um, well, I'm not sure. Um, you know, for her to keep track of, I'm not sure what what. That well, do you have like do you necessary. sell like five thousand skew different skews, or is it hundreds? Or um, well, because I think the more familiar your prepper comes with your product, the easier it is for them. Right. So, yeah, I mean, in I, I only have I want to say three or four. Well, I've got under five hundred active skews, but mm-hmm. inactive. You know, I'm looking right now at my account. There's over six thousand. So at one point, you know, yeah, at one point I had that item and then it's, so I'm trying to focus now, this year my focus is more on, you know, less quantity and more turnover, um, you know, try to find more more items that I can, um, you know, continually sell and try to focus on that. And of course, I'm I'm obviously focusing on wholesale now uh, and I do as much, you know, um, with the wholesale, I do as much of those, uh, any item that I can find that where they'll, the manufacturer will ship directly to Amazon, 
then that goes into my wholesale, uh, wholesale account. And, and basically I'm trying to grow that to the point where, you know, I won't even, you know, it'll overtake the, the, the OA stuff. And mm-hmm. that's where eventually where I want to be, where it's all, you know, everything shipped directly and it literally would be hands off for me other than just ordering, you know, and then I don't, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even have stuff shipped, you know, to a prepper, which would put my sister-in-law out of a job, but I don't think that's going to happen, you know, this year. So I think she'll be all right. Right. uh, And aside to that, I, um, I had a uh, email conversation with one of these brokers that list companies for sale just so I could learn how they work you know because I think you know everybody needs an exit strategy one of their criteria is the less hands-on the owner of an Amazon business is the more valuable the business so you guys are sitting pretty doing what you're doing well I can certainly see that for sure and especially because even with even though with what I'm doing it's almost completely hands off because I mean I'm not even touching or seeing the product but somebody else is so they'd still even if I tried to sell my business I mean they still the way it's set up now they'd have to go find somebody if they didn't want to do it to go handle prep and ship all this stuff whereas if you if I can get it to where I'm only doing SKUs, where Amazon, you know that custom, you know the company ships direct to Amazon, how I deal with that be you know if I have 50 or 100 SKUs and that's you know generating enough profit to live off of, and then that's an easy sell to me because I mean I would buy that business in a heartbeat, you know. Exactly, but they were saying if you're not if you're like having somebody else do all your prep, you obviously have systems in place. How, whether they're sure. structured like Jen's or loose like yours that makes it more appealing um, to the buyer because theoretically the buyer could hire your sister-in-law, you know, I mean, since she's doing sure. it. Well, but I thought that was an, I, yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing, which is why I started listening about preps. It's like, oh, I need to get that in place, you know, to make my business more valuable too. So um I am thinking about trying it with some SKUs, and I'll let you guys know how it works since I'm starting from dead scratch, you know, knowing nothing. So, um, Jen, how many SKUs do you have active at any one time? Uh, a lot. <laughs> no, I, have, I, I know, genuinely, I mean, a large part of my business is bringing new products in, and that is not like, you know, not everything's a winner. A lot of times you bring new stuff in, and then you just move on to more new stuff. So, um, you know, and it's just the ones that start to sell are the ones that you restock, and it's just this kind of constant churning wheel of product. But um, I don't really expect um, my prep people to kind of keep track of any of those SKUs. Yes, a lot of them aren't aren't necessarily tagged, but uh, that's where the picture comes into play. So I have a picture of, of the item, the and then with the um, the FN SKU, you know, label, whatever from the Dymo stuck on the page and any prep instructions, pictures if needed. Um, I used to do like a finished picture of the, the finished prep item. Uh, you know, my prep people know a lot of that now, so I'm a little looser with that. But I like having the picture of the item so they don't mess that up. And... Uh, I don't know. It's uh, I just don't expect her to keep track of any of it. Like she doesn't have to keep any of it in her head. It's all on paper, so we don't really have 
that concern. But one of the nice things about having her physically here with me, um, uh, aside from the fact that, you know, I'm not paying for peace for her to just stick a label on the easy prep things where she can just line them up and slap labels on them the same way I would uh, if I was sitting uh-huh. and watching TV, is that she's sitting there doing that. Anything that might have questions or I don't have a lot of, so I don't necessarily want to write up prep instructions. It doesn't seem worth the time. You know, I can send that her way and she can just talk to me as she does it. And in the meantime, I can be doing photography. I'm writing listings. Um, and this will be this will be another thing that I think we have coming up. But we were talking a little bit more about, you know, um, doing flat files for listings. And I have found that to be a huge time saver. But my, um, my uh, other pile of shame, not all the Amazon returns and overstock, but my other pile of shame, the one where I have products uh, that have, aren't for sale because they're not listed, it doesn't exist uh-huh. anymore. I am ordering in products and I am listing it and getting it out. And it's so exciting because there were always things on the back burner that just weren't getting taken care of. I mean, I had Easter items that I didn't list last year that I finally got listed this year. You know, you're like, oh, well, I, I, missed, my, I missed my window. So that, I mean, I'm running a better business now because of it, because I can, I always knew that number one, to make money, I need to get product to Amazon. So my first priority was always prep. Now it's not anymore. I can make the listings. I can work on new products. I can go through each one of my wholesalers whenever I reorder and say, what more can I add to this order? You know, is there something else that's profitable that's already listed? Is there a new item that's not listed that might do well? And I keep rolling in more and more products. So my catalog is getting bigger at a quicker pace. And I'm not working nights and weekends anymore. So I, I can't speak highly enough about bringing someone in for prep. I, I um, just highly recommend it. All right. You guys have been awesome. I really appreciate you sharing, I mean, this inside knowledge about how this all works. Um, Matt, congratulations again on the house. It's beautiful. If you guys haven't looked, just go to Matt's Facebook page because there's pictures. I saw the sod and the landscaping was all done in one day last week, so that was pretty yeah, awesome. Right. So it's it's getting it's getting close. And wait till you see the outdoor shower too. That's pretty awesome. Um, and Jen, I think yeah, we- you really need to consider selling like a standard operating procedure manual for Amazon. Um, and because I would buy the first one, just just to let you know. <laughs> so thank oh, you guys well, for joining. If I ever us. write it up, you'll be the, you you can have it for free if I ever write it up, Charlene. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I I think I actually think you could probably you know do six figures with this at least in the first year. You know, you you hit it hard, you sell it to everybody who needs it, and then you then you can go back to Jamaica or something on it. You know, somewhere oh, warm well, and sunny. A, there's an island involved, you know. <laughs> Yeah. More like Tahiti. Yeah. So think, uh, well, Tahiti. yeah, that's mine. <laughs> I've never been to the Caribbean. And Matt, I've never been to Florida, if you can believe that. I've been to 49 states, but I've never been to Florida. Man, that's kind of offensive to me. That's the only state yeah. you haven't well, been to? That Florida is the only state I haven't been to. Wow. Well, you're You're missing out. You know, I lived in Hawaii, so it was kind of like not on my radar, you know, when I was wanted to travel somewhere. 
And then I came to Wyoming, and it seemed like I wanted to go back to Polynesian places. So we have plans to, to go in 2022 um, with a cruise that leaves from Florida. So I'll get to check it off the list then. So thank you guys very much. And um, would you be willing to answer questions in the group if anybody has them about how you manage your prep? Would that be all right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So thank you guys for joining us and um, have a great rest of the week. Um, have a, a wonderful sourcing session today. I'm going to challenge you to find some new products today. So bye-bye, guys. Thank you, bye. Charlene. Bye.